0: G'day everyone. Today's the second episode of the podcast Crossing the Line. Thanks for joining. Today we'll be getting into the topic of the upcoming food crisis and shortage in Australia and around the world. Uh, at the moment we're currently experiencing another large rain event uh, flooding pretty much all up the east coast. We It's the third time this year we've had a moderate to major flood, um, two major floods, and let's hopefully, uh, let's hope that this one doesn't get so bad. But uh, getting into it with the news story of the day is uh, food crisis and shortage. Uh, The US is currently experiencing a lot of shortages over there, so we're not the only ones. Uh, We've been experiencing food shortages in Australia since the start of covid nothing too desperate you know everyone's still be able to feed their kids feed their pets uh, and livestock but uh, something I've noticed is baby formula seems to be back on the um, back on the bandwagon again for getting nicked out of stores uh, people running out of it now I know uh, my wife she works at a supermarket and um, they're have a massive uh, shortage on anything frozen, potatoes, potato products in general, a massive shortage. They've had that for quite a while now. Uh, So what's that going to mean for us after this next flood event? Well, um, going into the rest of the year up towards Christmas and going into the next year, I'd say, will be uh, our major issues with the lack of food and or food products because... Farmers just will not be able to keep up. Um, they've been burnt out over the last couple of years. Flooded three times this year, and we're not even halfway. So that is not fucking good, man. Um, also, all the shortages in China. Uh, we're having issues getting stuff from the States. The It's just compounding issue after issue. It's uh, covid People, um, some people not even having enough money to buy food because they've lost their jobs because of COVID. Well, not because of COVID, because of the governments. Uh, Put it bluntly. uh, Food shortages are not just here in Australia and the US. uh, Ukraine seems to be a major, major distributor for grain. And obviously they're having some issues right now. Uh, It's a bit hard to harvest your crop of wheat and sunflowers when there's Russian tanks driving across the field shooting at you. Uh, And most of their tractors seem to be towing Russian tanks and armoured down the road at the moment, so I don't think they'll be playing many fields. So I think next year will be a major issue with food and shortages. Uh, This year, we'll probably glide through. We'll start to see some things dropping off out of the supermarkets. Uh, Prices rising. The fuel price is going back up again. Um, I think they should really start fucking looking into that because we are going to suffer bad here. It's not uh easy to get around in australia without using fuel uh you have to travel hours just to get to your local town sometime uh where i live it's half an hour's drive so it's not very far at all but um if you want to get to a major city it's three four hours uh so that's a lot of driving uh, a lot of fuel and generally in australia we use bigger vehicles utes as we call them four-wheel drives traybacks if you're driving a 70-series, 80-series, 90-series, you probably won't be able to afford to go anywhere real far. Uh, but if you can afford to spend 160 grand on a slow-ass Land Cruiser with wind-up windows still, I'm sure you can figure something out. But I digress. Back to the topic at hand. Uh, Ukraine's not exporting any more grain. They are in the middle of their apocalypse at the moment, basically. Uh, whether you fall on whatever side of the matter, is doesn't really matter. The fact of the matter is they are not exporting grain. We cannot get their grain, which doesn't really affect us too much. But Europe, uh, I'd say most of their grain went to Europe. There's also a lot of people moving across the country, uh, moving across the globe at the moment refugees, Fleeing war, fleeing famine, fleeing COVID restrictions. Uh, China's in lockdown again and they still are trying with their zero COVID policy. Australia gave that a red hot go uh, until the elections popped up. Um... They thought, oh, fuck, we're going to be in some trouble here if everyone's locked down and they can't come and vote for us. So we'll bribe them, let them out, and uh, they can forget about what we've done to them for the last two years. No, no, sorry, that's not fucking happening. So food shortage and baby formula. Baby formula and cat food, apparently. Cat food's a big one. Don't know why, but uh, I'm sure cats eat enough of the local wildlife in Australia anyway, so I don't know why that would be an issue. Fucking pop-ups. Do you remember just before COVID uh, 2018, that was interesting. Um, even before that, in Australia, we had a massive run on shops for baby formula. Uh, apparently, there was... a uh, Uh, food contamination in China with baby formula. Three, I think, three to six people died, babies died. Six infants, yeah, six infants died, made 300,000 sick. The country's demand for safe baby formula continues. Now, um, we had that locally, and we're only in a small country town. There was a busload of what appeared to be Chinese people going into the local stores, supermarkets, loading up on baby fuel mill, every tin they had, pay for it, take it out. So apparently they were all exporting that back to China and reselling it. Uh, I wasn't just Chinese people, I'm sure there were some business savvy people, probably some Centrelink dole bludgers uh, that they thought they'd make a quick buck. But... um. There was an actual Chinese group called the Daigou. D-A-I-G-O-U. Uh, they were the ones going to the stores and taking all the baby formula as soon as they opened or as soon as they were restocked. Um, everyday Australians were struggling to get baby formula. They put a limit of two tins per person. But... Though so that Daigou, uh, Daigou, whatever you, however you pronounce it, Chinese group, they obviously grabbed two tins, pay for them, go out, put them in the car, come back in, pay for them again, go out, put them back in the car, it until they were empty, until they had no tins left. Um, there was, I remember, there was punch ups, there was people fighting over it. Um, I remember uh, the Australian Federal Police were busting massive containers full of baby formula. It, this was all before COVID. It the start of COVID. It's so like it was like a. Um, it's almost like they had a bit of a preemptive heads up. Something was going to happen. Uh, yeah. So I don't know whether that had anything, but that seems to be starting up again. Uh there story here from ABC uh back in twenty eighteen says it's believed there are about four hundred thousand Daigao in Australia sourcing products for Chinese buyers, including formula, vitamins, and beauty products. To lower the cost of freight. It is common practice for shoppers to group their exports together. Central organiser. Yeah, central organiser. Yeah, would that be the CCP though? Like, I've seen a lot of uh, Rebel News broadcasts where they go to a majority Chinese demographic in a major city somewhere like Melbourne, Brisbane, Sydney. And I think there was a story just the other day of someone was holding up a fuck Z J Ping or whatever it was, sign, um, and he, the people who were holding up that sign were getting attacked. Like, imagine if you held up a fuck Scott Morrison sign, even in, like, the district of... I don't know where his mate... whoever the fuck supports that wanker... where his main supporters would be. They wouldn't attack you. So I think the Chinese people and the Chinese party has a lot of reach into not just Australia's, like, government... And businesses but their local communities which is probably more terrifying than having it into the government at least the government you know they couldn't organise a route in a whorehouse if they had a water 50s they fuck everything up they get their hands on but if you're living next to Some uh, CCP propagandists and Chinese, like, I don't know. That's a bit scary, knowing that they're in your local towns and everything. Organising to promote China and, you know, at the cost of Australian citizens and Australia's freedoms and supplies. Like... Yeah, so back to our food shortages. Flooding in New South Wales and Queensland is an unprecedented weather event affecting areas, uh, affected areas are feeling the impacts of the floods on their lives, including their access for food. Uh, That's dead on. There is, um, as we saw with COVID, the toilet paper issue, there was a run on every single store in the country for toilet paper. Uh, my wife saw customers trying to steal it, taking trolleys, f- trying to get trolleys full of toilet paper home. Uh, obviously, weren't allowed. It was only one packet per person after a certain stage. But even then, uh, find it odd. Oh, there was no. It, it was it wasn't like a massive tin foods shortage or anything like that. There wasn't like a massive. You think you'd be going out? You know, if I was going to be preparing to be locked down I'd be buying like staples that like sh- long life foods rice beans tinned food um even two minute noodles and things like that you know like something you can feed your family on but no everyone went out for shit paper um who the fuck knows I oh, know we ran out of toilet paper um that was fun couple of days uh we actually had to get some as a severance package from my wife's old work uh we got a box of toilet paper from them Uh, that was her severance package after being let go because basically they couldn't open because of COVID and um, yeah it it still seems to be happening my local town every time it rains or someone pisses in the river uh, round of bread, milk, toilet paper uh, basically the only thing I go and buy is alcohol We've always got food in the house. Always going to make sure we've got extra food too. Long life food. Uh, bush comes to shove a veggie garden out back. Chickens also have firearms. Go and procure your own food. But I think a lot of people in cities are going to be suffering soon. Uh, people in the country, is not too bad because there's always the corner store uh, on the side of the road selling fresh food, uh, vegetables. There's a fish show down the road. Uh, you know, small country towns, they will do pretty goddamn well. Uh, they'll be running out of things like baby formula, cat food, dog food maybe. Um, those kind of products. Toilet paper would probably be on the list again because just the, the only reason it really ran out was because it's such a large item and it takes up so much room on a pallet that if you get three pallets with, say, what, there's, oh, 150... Say there's 100 uh, things of toilet paper on each pallet. That's only 100 people. That's 100 homes that need one one box, one thing of toilet paper. So it doesn't spread very far. So the shelves being empty for toilet paper wasn't a shock. I think the idiots thought that, um, oh, the whole world is ending because we can't buy shit paper. But if you thought about it rationally... It makes a lot of sense why it would run out. I mean, you can only fit so much of it in a truck at a time, and they need to put other things in the truck food, diapers, or another thing that ran out. Uh, They take up a lot of room as well. You know, you can fit a thousand tins of beans on a pallet, but you can only fit a hundred packets of toilet paper. It doesn't, you know, take long before you run out of toilet paper. But uh, fresh fruit and vegetables are going to be. shortage Uh, you won't be able to get things in winter this year or next year It usually would Uh, so I think going back to local suppliers is going to be a major necessity I think there should probably be some community and group organizations soon to start up uh, getting together and organizing who grows what and where they can get it to people so they can make their money and they people can be fed I know in my areas um, we grow a lot of mangoes macadamia nuts um, always beef everywhere you go uh, oranges all types of citrus basically stone fruits uh, pineapples it's pineapple trucks running up and down the highway all day uh, sugar cane sugar might be an issue uh, yeah, if if run out of sugar and things like salt, those kind of things or coffee uh that that would fuck up <laughs> that would fuck me up. If I ran out of coffee, I would not be a happy person. So, might need to stock up on some more coffee. But um I think the people in the cities are going to be suffering the most. Um it's going to be yeah especially if they've been hit by these floods as well Uh, all the there's photos here pretty distressing from the flooding at the moment it's currently pissing down outside we're supposed to be getting two to four hundred more mil but um let's hope that doesn't happen um yeah the We did have some meat shortages for a while. Uh, Meat shortages up where I was uh, weren't too bad. Uh, Pretty Just poor selection, really, if anything. But I think um, getting back to basics and learning how to grow your own food, getting a couple of chickens just for some eggs, uh, knowing where your local food vendors are, knowing where your local food comes from is a very good idea if you don't know how to grow your own food it's probably a little late but better late than never if you know it's not like i'm set up to survive an apocalypse you know uh it's not enough money in the world to help you do that some days but if we start to see an escalation in this uh, Ukraine conflict, um, it's going to be years before they even start planting crops again. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. It, you know, if if Europe starts running out of food, uh, oil, gas, because of the Russian, Russian shutting down, not giving them any gas and oil, they're going to have a very, very hard winter. We're coming into winter here in Australia. Um our winters are pretty bloody mild compared to everywhere else in the world. So we shouldn't be faring too bad, but in winter I can't I would not want to be in the middle of Europe, in the middle of winter, with no heating or food that will kill more people than COVID ever could. Europe is going to be getting copping it probably the hardest. They're getting a lot of uh, millions of refugees coming across the border from the Ukraine. They'll probably be getting Russian refugees soon too, as the if they're allowed to leave anyway. Because I'm sure the um, the shortages are affecting them pretty bad over there. I mean, they've shut down. A lot of American-style takeaways, McDonald's, all those places, which, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. But it is minimising their uh, resiliency. So if they have a tough winter, if something goes wrong over there, it it pushes Russia into a corner, we um, we could definitely see an escalation there. And anything that happens in Europe there, we'd, obviously we would have to respond as a country, um, which I don't think would end well. As soon as World War Three kicked off over there, I'm sure China would be invading Taiwan, and we would be handing out rifles to our uh, military-age males in Australia. Maybe it wasn't such a good idea getting rid of most of our guns, was it? No. No. That's why I believe every Australian should go and own a gun. Should go and get their firearms licence. Should go and do the permit to acquire, blah, blah, blah. Go and get a gun. Own a gun. Pick up target shooting. It's great fun. Uh, whether you just want a twenty two for plinking or you want something bigger. It's good fun. I took my wife shooting several times. She has a blast. It's great to teach kids respect with firearms. I wouldn't go that. Um, it's good. It's a good. It's a good sport to get them into. Teaches them respect, patience, all sorts of things. Because <sighs> someday soon we might have to be hunting our own food again or protecting our farms and crops from invaders, whether they're, if it gets that bad, they could be uh, starving refugees from major cities, you never know. just could be um, some Chinese military-aged males marching on, marching on our major cities but that would be uh that'd be shitty at the fan scenario so i think a very good idea at the moment would be go and find your local food suppliers, find out who they are find out what they make uh find out what they grow see if you can grow something or make something yourself it's um pretty easy you can do quite a lot at home on a small bit of land you don't need a lot of acreage. I've only got five acres here. That's a lot. If, you could do it if you lived in the city and lived in your own apartment. Just grow, Even just growing a few herbs or something on your uh, balcony or veranda porch, whatever you've got there, um, wouldn't be a bad idea. Even if you don't eat thing, if you don't use it, you can use it to barter for something else. Uh, all these people who think that using precious metals like gold, silver as a bartering tool when shit hits the fan like if you came to me with a block of gold and it was the apocalypse zombie apocalypse world war 3 nuclear however you want it that doesn't mean shit I don't want a block of gold I want bullets food water and petrol Uh, you'd be better off growing tobacco it's illegal I'm pretty sure it's illegal in Australia don't grow tobacco Um, you'd be better off getting something you can trade that's going to be valuable food is very valuable if you're starving you will fucking eat just about anything if your kids are starving you will do anything to get them food imagine what you would do just to feed if you don't have kids what would you do to feed your pet what would you do to make sure your dog doesn't starve to death you can't imagine what people would do to stop their kids from starving to death. People have done the most barbaric and horrible things to other human beings to stop themselves from starving to death. Look at the Japanese in World War Two. So I think if you're in a major city, it's time to start getting yourself some food put aside. Probably some food that can travel. So nothing too heavy. You don't want big tins of food. We could be seeing the start of a really bad winter coming up. Uh, I'd say probably start of next year would be the worst of it. Because uh, the veg- vegetable crops, wheat crops, all that, that have been flooded and burnt down the year before, they just have not had a chance to... Uh, chance to get going so i think uh next year was it's going to be very interesting and uh if you don't start now it's going to be way too late there are several um prepper websites you can go and find some dehydrated food on um, you can even just go and buy a dehydrator it's uh, a good idea go and buying one it's pretty easy uh most people have a um most people have something they can get in bulk cheap whether it's you know you can just get them by carrots and things like that and dehydrate them pretty bloody easily um you start thinking about your animals as well if you've got pets if you've got chickens you have got to think of alternate ways to feed them Uh, my chickens are mostly free range uh lock them up at night to keep the foxes away from them they're free range I obviously feed them grain still but if I couldn't feed them grain they'd probably be pretty well okay um other things you can do putting a piece of tin down on the ground for chickens a couple of pieces of tin or timber or something like that uh just to cover up even cardboard to do it put it on the ground Every day, turn one over. There'll be some bugs and creepy crawlers living under it. Especially in Australia, there'll be definitely something living under it. So, and the chickens can go ham on them. And then put it back somewhere else, cover it back up. More bugs the next day. So, got to start thinking outside the box. If you haven't made plans to get out of a major city, if shit hits a fan like this, uh, that might be something you want to look at. Uh but you've got to have somewhere to go because I can guarantee you, uh, you will not be welcome in Australian towns. Uh, people will still be freaking out about COVID. They wouldn't let you in their house if they didn't know you. Uh, Several people I know would not go near you if you were not jabbed. So, I do not think they will give a shit if you and your kids are starving. The last two years has really fucked up the morale of this country. Uh, instead of being a un- united under our flag or even united in being a drunk uh, bunch of drunk pissheads or whatever it was that united you and your friends, uh, a lot of people uh, have lost the foundation of what it is to be an Australian and I think it's pretty bad. That's, it, the government's really fucked us over. We need some... Massive, big unifying thing. to bring us all together, but uh, that's not on the cards. They won't let that happen. As soon as we are unified together, they lose all their power and control. Um, the election's coming up. Make sure you put your vote where it counts, I suppose. Uh, I won't be voting for any major party or independents and smaller parties all the way. At least if they don't get in nothing changes then at least my conscience is clear at least I voted for someone who I don't know at least pretends to give a shit what we think I don't I don't think any of them are all got their head screwed on right or anyone really cares about what we want as a country as a people but at least they're not blatantly obvious about not giving a fuck they feign caring I'd rather that than nothing but um might be time to go and grab a fishing rod and uh, learn how to fish. If you live on the coast, it's always a... Don't just think you can just throw a rod in, uh, rod in your car and, go and f- flick a line and grab a f- enough fish to feed you for the day. It does not work like that. They call it fishing, not catching. I've been on um, many a fishing trip where nothing was caught three days in a houseboat in a beautiful dam. Uh, not one person got a fucking fish and there was seven of us. So that's probably our fault. We were a bit too fucking drunk. I think we were drunk before we got on the boat. But, you know, that's how it goes when you are on a fishing trip with brothers. So something to look forward to will be... Tightening our belts. Probably not a bad thing for me. I need to lose some weight anyway. So, we'll be getting pretty upset if my dogs can't get fed, though, because they whinge a lot and they're big dogs. They like their food. Ain't that right? So, we'll keep an eye on this situation. I think the US is going to be hit with it first because they're so far removed from their local supply chain I think our local supply chains in Australia are a lot better than most uh, countries in the world I'd say like that is a lot smaller population our populations spread mostly over our farming areas like we can't go and farm out in the middle of Alice Springs there can we so People are always close to the food, and I think it's eighty-five percent of the Australian population, something like that, lives next to the ocean within fifty kilometers. So if you can get to the ocean, you can always have a chance of finding food. Uh, but it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting next twelve months. So uh, we'll keep an eye. Out. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time.